Uh, and I'm here with uh, Becca from uh, Caught Up Creatives all the way. What what time is it over there? It just went one minute past eight o'clock in the evening. Oh, yeah, right, because uh, you guys are six hours ahead. Uh, yes. And where are you? I'm Well, I'm in the middle of nowhere part of Texas called Melissa. Uh, nothing much happens over here, but it's, it's just in the middle of the afternoon to 01 p.m. I've been interviewing quite a few Irish artists. I think at this point, probably seven or eight. I'm probably nice. not doing that right. You are a, uh, are a uh, talent production over in Ireland with music and film and photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. Which, which came first? Um, well, I've always been kind of involved in everything, but I guess film came first. I made a short film when I was like 17 and by the time I realized that I really enjoyed film and making them and writing and everything I had already started like a management degree in college so I kind of put all that on hold until I was out of college and ready to pursue it so I got back to Ireland this time last year and just started doing doing more of my creative productions. Yeah uh how i mean what inspired you like what helped you even uh bring caught up creatives since you say you started it last year like uh how were you able to pursue this like what you know what brought you to where you are now so i was living in new york uh i was working for a the irish tourist board essentially called tourism ireland i was doing a program with them and i was living over there and i was just really really inspired living in new york everywhere i looked just was like a movie scene to me and i just knew i had to start creating again because i had kind of put my creative stuff on the in the back seat for a while to focus on other things i said to myself i want to start creating but i went to new york on my own like i didn't actually know anyone there so i said i need to set up something like separate to myself in order for people to like take me a, a bit seriously i guess so i thought for ages about what to call it and i came up with caught up creatives and i basically just started reaching out to bloggers and influencers and other creatives in New York through like Facebook and Instagram and stuff and I just met up with people and I started shooting and then when I got back to Ireland I just continued on and obviously I'm from Dublin so I kind of just used my contacts and networking skills to get in touch with musicians here and then it kind of kind of snowballed pretty quickly from there because I'm also very involved in festivals and events in Ireland so through that I was able to meet a lot of musicians and and other people in the creative world so yeah that's how it all happened. uh, So your work in New York uh, helped you kind of bring uh, over to Ireland? Well actually I I wasn't enjoying the the work I was doing it it was not something I wanted to do anymore I was working in marketing uh it was actually living there and being there every day and being just surrounded by really motivated people that made me go okay I I now know what I want to do and I'm going to start now while I'm in New York where nobody knows me so it doesn't really matter if if I'm any good or if I fail because I felt so anonymous over there. Then that kind of energy just kept going when I got got home. Okay, well, I guess the moral of the story is screw America. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 
Not really, because, yeah. I mean, I was able to find my confidence again. I had, like, a lot of setbacks with pursuing my creative, the creative side of me. I feel like Ireland's a pretty small place, and therefore I can be kind of small-minded at times. So when I was starting out, I did face a few obstacles where I thought maybe I wasn't good enough to create the kind of content I wanted to. Um, but it was, it was when I got to New York and I realized that I actually don't care what anybody thinks of me. I don't care, like about small-minded people this is what I want to do so I'm just going to do it because that's the kind of mentality of the people around me in New York they're just so driven and I love that and I fed off that energy so that's exactly how I feel now I don't care what anybody thinks of me I'm I'm creating for myself and I hope the things I can create can help other people and encourage other people to create as well so that's where I'm at now well I mean it's brought you to not just caught up creatives, baby. You look on Instagram, caught up creatives, content manager for lovesvinyl.com, and then digital manager for St. Patrick's Festival. Uh, so, yes. which, uh, or vinyl is probably the thing I'm even more curious about. I, I know that people like to still collect vinyl records. Uh, it's still mm-hmm. a thing, but I, I just, with technology advancing so much to where you can listen to music on the fly uh, through yeah. Spotify and through iTunes and everything. I look at vinyl as just somewhat, I wouldn't say maybe not a relic. That, that's probably too, uh, <laughs> hard. well, what I'm trying to say is that it's, it, I think vinyl is something that should be historically preserved it's not where like i'm in desperate need of like a record player in my house when i got amazon alexa and an iphone how do you even look at vinyl today uh with this that you're creating well so um i'm a freelance creative producer and content creator so loves vinyl are just currently one of the organizations that i'm working with and they're a subscription club so for those who are interested in vinyl they sign up and every month they get like a delivery to their door and it's always like a a vinyl that they've chosen from three featured albums and then they get like a surprise and especially curated EP which kind of like highlights Irish talent and emerging artists Uh, so that's the kind of that's the kind of products that I'm working with um and you would be surprised how many vinyl lovers there are out there i myself yeah i'm let me let me kind of address something like I, what i mean is like i don't think uh, oh vinyl is uh is dead it's gone or anything no i i think just like what 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 is that good there there's so over in uh, texas i'll put this uh, for an example there are mm-hmm. people who like to trade uh old uh knickknacks old uh, uh like movie tapes or t- tapes cassette tapes uh toys a lot of objects yeah. that were built from the 70s 80s and 90s and there are people who make a living off of just trading those items because people like to collect uh, different things from back in the day uh yeah. or like to create new things based on uh, something i mean there there are more figurines people make more figurines based on or to make them look like old uh, toys from the yeah 80s. yeah there's kind of a like an interest there i'd see even for vinyl 
it's just that yeah i mean like the the standard today is just like hey we got music everywhere you can play it on your freaking pillow if you want uh, <laughs> but, uh yeah so going. are you wondering like where the in where the interest is when they have so much other choice yeah actually that is an interesting thing to put out or mm -hmm. I, I mean i have a feeling but i mean i'm curious to know like what what are uh what gets people really in tune to vinyl today well i think there are a lot of different people who are into vinyl uh someone like me and my boyfriend for example we love collecting the vinyl art so yeah. like here in our apartment we have like all of our favorite vinyls displayed and we would get each other those as gifts because those albums or those artists mean something to us so like that would be my relationship with vinyl we kind of it's kind of our thing together and then there are people who like vinyl because like you said people like to collect figurines or they like to collect old tapes or whatever it is so it's kind of just like a hobby uh, and then there are kind of traditional people who think it's absolutely ridiculous to stream an album that's shuffled on spotify and the artist doesn't get any money and uh, they much rather support an artist that they love and hear the songs from start to finish in chronological order the way that they were intended to be heard so i would fall in in that kind of category as well i think i just and as well then of course there are the people who just um they love to have the vinyl to match their aesthetic they're going for or to yeah. impress people who come over you know instead of having your this expensive <laughs> credit i got on the side over here yeah exactly instead of having you know i could have bought fancy. food for my kid but i got this vinyl <laughs> yeah i'd say a lot of uh bachelors are into vinyl and um yeah just that kind of instead of you know spending all my money on expensive shoes i want to have these beautiful vinyl which also complement the look of my home and yeah i think there's a whole load of reasons why people choose to have vinyl but i would say a lot of them choose to have it in addition to the more modern way to listen to music so as i said for me it's kind of like a personal romantic element to it and then for other people it, it might just be you know to suit their personality well no i i get it like i i see people kind of uh, look down on those who still enjoy physical media and i think physical media is something that shouldn't go away i mean for one with going digital it's just that you never know whenever someone doesn't have the rights to this anymore and then they're gonna have to take down yeah. movie music whatever whatever you want to say yeah because there's always the thing about licensing and then paying subscriptions and all that having to uh be accessing the internet where if you own a physical copy of it then you could just play it and not have to worry about any of that yeah, uh, that's true so i mean i'm i'm in belief i'm kind of both ways i i like digital i like physical but oh do so with uh, those vinyl records though do, are there artists of today that produce or, or distribute their music in vinyl records yes absolutely uh i'm i wouldn't 100 percent sure know too much about outside of ireland but definitely in ireland um a lot of uh artists a lot of independent artists as well are you know like to get a certain amount of their recent ep or album 
pressed on vinyl as kind of like a special, you know, exclusive thing that they can offer their their fans or their followers. Uh, a lot of them would put it up on Bandcamp, for example. And then, you know, it's kind of like a treat to their their followers who want to support them. Uh, a lot a lot of artists also choose to get their uh, work pressed on vinyl because physical record sales are more like valuable to commercial success than digital streams for example so I'm not 100% sure of how that works but I do know that if you were to sell a vinyl album 100 times it would contribute more to your kind of like success than a hundred streams of an album if that makes any sense so a lot of people do still choose to get physical Uh, music done because it contributes to their success uh, in terms of like the charts and stuff like that and then as well as kind of a way to get their fans and followers to support them by giving something back rather than you know please just give me a tenor and you have a digital version of my album or give me 20 quid and you actually get this beautiful vinyl pressed for your house so I think those would be the main reasons people still do it and especially now I mean, you know that the music industry is, at least with independent artists who try to go out and tour, they can't do that now with COVID-19. Or at least there are some bands that try to work around it, maybe do some social distancing concert. I know yeah. over here in Atlanta, there was one that happened because I uh, I talked to uh, a lady from Femi Magazine, oh, uh, Tanisha Davis. But for the most part, that that is gone and I, I i was just talking to one of my uh musical artist friends who is an irish artist and she was telling me that yeah it's if you're you don't have a backup plan of this other thing then as the artist you could be struggling financially or you could uh go down that Absolutely. road yeah it's been it's been a really crazy year for everyone uh, but especially artists and creatives and really big in Ireland um, is the event production workers you know they're kind of like the first to go down and the last to be getting work again and there's a lot of people in Ireland like really advocating for live events artists and creatives to be supported and I'm really hoping that they are because a lot of artists like you just said really depend on gigging and events to make even a little bit of income and you know with the like I did say that a lot of artists will choose to to get something like vinyl done but not not all of them can because not all not a lot of them can afford it so I mean I work with loads of artists who pretty much rely on gigs as their income for like 90% of the year and they're all struggling and they a lot of them have found you know, time to think and be creative and to expand their work during lockdown and and during all of this. A lot of them, you know, the exact opposite has happened. There are people who have decided to quit music. There are people who have lost hope and it's actually, it's devastating. Uh, I'm glad to be in a position where I can continue working because I have a lot of different kind of roles that I can just pick up. Um, And what I'm trying to do with my spare time is is to help artists who have been affected by this by, you know, offering content creation or, you know, um, photography or, you know, digital help, whatever it is, because it's not easy. And I think by everybody helping each other, you know, if I'm someone that has skills, then we can work together and 
I can build my portfolio and help you at the same time. And by working together as well and getting other people involved, you can help people network and they can meet each other. And I just think that's the most positive thing we can do right now because gigs aren't coming back anytime soon. And there has been like an effort to create some sort of a system that works for like social distance gigs or drive-throughs and things like that. But, you know, every time plans get made, they get cancelled. And Dublin right now are in another lockdown. Uh, just local to Dublin itself, the county. And, you know, so many people were really thought by now we would be back to live music and gigs, but we're not. We, we're actually, we're going backwards now again uh, because of COVID. So I really feel for, I really feel for the artists and the event crews. Yeah, so you mentioned like doing what you can to help uh, artists mm. in need. And you kind of briefly mentioned like through photography and content creation, like what specifically yeah. are you currently working on that is benefiting any artists out there that may be struggling? So uh, I have been working with mainly three artists in the Dublin music scene to help them uh, like take photographs for them for their for their music promotion uh to do social media strategies and website creation and um, i'm also assisting with you know album cover shoots and styling shoots as well just pretty much lending a helping hand in whatever way like as as I said, I call myself a creative producer because there's no other term really that can describe like all of the different creative bits that I'm involved in. And I don't have an ego or anything. Like if somebody wants me to come and assist somebody else and get the copies and drive them somewhere, I will. Or if somebody wants me to come direct a music video, I will. So I am doing all of those things right now. And I'm excited because, you know, who knows, maybe if all of this lockdown and, and pandemic had not happened maybe the, I wouldn't even be in Dublin or I wouldn't have met these people so I'm kind of one of those annoying people that tries to find the positive in it all and I guess that's my positive for now we were all stuck here so we had no choice but to create and and kind of think outside the box rather than you know fleeing to Australia which was on my agenda at one stage <laughs> yeah I hear that a lot of hey you know I'm gonna move to this I'm gonna move to this country where mm. things just go out of control here I'm not sure if that will be that that will be helpful because for one you have no idea if that country is better uh, or well <laughs> I want to I want to say yes but uh, like for example everybody's saying you know let's move to Canada let's go to Canada Canada is mm. uh, le less bad uh, less racist less all that and I've talked to uh, you know black people from Canada who are saying no it's equally as racist over here and it's equally as bad over here uh, mm just because of what you hear about Canada is like, oh, they're, they just like hockey and <laughs> maple syrup. No, that's much more than that. Uh, There's problems everywhere. Yeah. And I think it's just great that uh, you've got all these content creation plans. I mean, that's what's going to drive people is just doing more on the creative side, uh, mm. more, uh, things to kind of be distributed online uh, things like maybe uh, well if not patreon like ko-fi or some sort of way to kind of uh, help fund pe uh, 
creatives who are doing all these things. And, uh, you know, mentioning artists struggling. Well, I have, uh, a, I have an event coming up in uh, November 7th yep. and uh, called Extra, well, it's called uh, Extra Life with Pond's Press, which is this podcast, Pond's Press. And Extra Life is a charity where for uh, 24 hours or well, more than that. It's a, a charity to raise money for local hospitals, help find local hospitals dealing with things such as COVID-19. Mm-hmm. By just dwelling in entertainment, by dwelling in things that people would deem as pointless and non-beneficial whatsoever, uh, mostly gaming. And uh, we have a, a 24-hour marathon going on uh, via Zoom, just a bunch of different events going on. It will be recorded too, so I'll even post those. This little uh, nice. content highlights. But what I was trying to get to is that I have uh, down for 3 p.m. as of now until uh, she uh, comes and tells me, hey, I can't do it that time, or hey, something came up, or hey, can we change it to another time? But uh, we are going to have a uh, virtual performance by Celevi Demai, who is one of your artists. Yes! Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, and... November 7th? Yeah, November 7th. November 7th. Well, yeah, it's November 7th. It's 24 hours long, so it'll end on November 8th. November 7th, 8, at 8 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time to November... No, no sorry. November 7th, 8, 8 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time to November 8th, 8 a.m. to Central Standard Time. I can't believe that was so hard to say. Uh, but <laughs> I don't think I would have been able to say that myself. So no, but yeah, <laughs> it, it, I mean, yeah, it is 24 hours, but not. I mean, you aren't required to stay up there. It's uh, stay up all that long. It's just hey, you if you want to come in, have fun and raise donations. Uh, you know, the goal we're trying to get is ten thousand uh, dollars for Cook Children's, and. It, I mean, it's just a little interactive way to just have fun and raise funds for, uh, you know, the the people in need who are sick uh, in there. And because this is a charity event, this is non-paid, which I did uh, when I did go into one of uh, uh, Salvi's uh, live streams, and poor lady is losing her mind. Uh, so. I hope that this experience will just be great for her. Just her being able to expose herself to an American audience. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, me and you, we, uh, I have made some great friends over here from Ireland, just from the comfort of my home that I just love and adore. Just earlier today, I was talking to another great Irish musician, uh, Winnie Emma, who also be at the Extra Life stream. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was like, Hey, you know what, Salvi, why don't we get, why don't we put you in this, uh, live performance and then give you a Q uh, and a, so you can answer questions from different people, uh, about your work and everything. And that would just be a great thing. It'd just be an hour long of, uh, all about her, uh, 
and yeah, it's it's not paid, so I'm hoping she's okay with that. Uh, are you asking me, or are you? Asking no, no, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> that, that's the thing is like I I I saw that Instagram stream, and then uh, my my the other person who's I'm working with me on this. Uh, what was her name? Uh, no, what am I saying? I know her, Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna was. Uh, she was like, oh, the, who's the Selby person? And I'm like, oh, she's a great hip-hop artist and then well, well the thing is that some of her songs are adult and this is an all-ages charity so that's like the only thing but otherwise uh she yeah. has clean versions of yeah music. yeah 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 so <laughs> that that's something coming up relating to one of the people you work with uh absolutely that sounds uh, brilliant yeah no she is brilliant too and uh you are for just she's a superstar helping, uh helping everyone um but uh yeah so that will be that'll be fun uh but i mean it's just great that you're doing this and hopefully hopefully this helps because you know i i adore her too and i want her to be able to uh financially uh be or be able to get through uh there's a lot of artists who are dealing with this so i'm not i mean i'm i'm talking about her because i mean she's someone we both know but I know I know so many musicians who are having trouble yeah. trying to get through uh, because hey they can't do any gigs and they, they have to rely on their other job uh, in order to just be able yeah. to pay the bills. So, yeah, it, yeah a lot of people do have other jobs, yeah. and I think there's some people have some sort of thought that that's not professional or like it's not cool to have a side hustle. But I think it's really important for everyone to remember that most creatives do have a side hustle, whether that's waitressing or working in retail or doing an admin job or whatever it is and like that's totally fine and people should never be ashamed of having like a side hustle like we all have to pay the bills um and so yeah i i hope for my as well she just moved up to dublin from a different part of ireland and uh, she's getting on really well which is great so of course i hope that she is financially secure in the coming months as i do hope for all of the artists i work with like it's yeah. it's really not easy for them and as i said you know i'm happy to be helping them because you know i'm a creative too and most of the work i get paid the most for is not my creative stuff it's it's my other stuff so i completely get it you know like we all have different jobs and different ways to pay the bills and um, what i my aim in life is to set up some sort of an empire whereby artists and creatives alike can get paid work all the time and more than paid work get paid what they deserve because a lot of artists are underpaid and if you think that artists are making money from streams on spotify you're completely like living under a rock because that's just not the case and i just i'd love to see a world where people aren't taking advantage of for their art and can actually get what they deserve um without having to do a side hustle so that's that's my goal so i don't know how i'm going to do that um oh sorry my screen i don't know how i'm going to do that but i'm i'm going to get there somehow and i'm going to start by building up a network of creative hardworking people and hopefully get there someday make sure everybody around me is getting paid yeah you know what it's interesting you bring that up because another thing that i've discovered from learning 
all of these are, I mean, another one that uh, I mentioned in the email we both know is uh, Sunita. Uh, she was my third. Oh, Sunita, she's amazing. Yeah, she, uh, she is wonderful. Like she was my third interview. And then uh, Tessa, then uh, uh, Toshin, or Tasha. Oh, Toshin, I think. Toshin, Toshin, yeah, Toshin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Ruth Bronson and uh, who's, uh, or Linda Coogan Byron's, uh, uh, what's that? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm. So many, you've lost count. Yeah. (laughs) But what I've discovered from learning from them is that there is this sort of inequality of opportunity for Irish artists and it's mm. something that's been a report called the gender disparity report where you look at the percentage of females and percentage of black people on uh, radio mm. play in Ireland and the UK compared to people who are white uh, or mm. who are male and it's mm-hmm. a it's the staggering percentage where hardly any and you know I I am the only thing I can think of is just keep pushing that uh, to hopefully change things. I, I think maybe again, I feel the same way with you of uh, trying to look at the bright side so much that I may sound mm-hmm. ignorant. But every time I see one of my lovely artist, Irish artist friends manage to uh, succeed on something, say they got a new music that's on like the top 10 or top 20, yeah. or they get all these interviews, it's making me think that there is a chance. And it's something that I want to highlight just as much as the you know the percentages of women who are not being heard because it's like hey you know they're being heard somewhere and that needs to be everywhere or at least everywhere that's willing to even give them a chance uh i mean how do you even feel about this oh i could talk for days about that and yeah just like women in general have always been kind of you know the second voice and then of course minorities such as the black community in Ireland and other minorities as well. Um, I just think it's really about time that everyone's voice is heard. And one of the things that bothers me the most is that when you bring up that, you know, we want to hear more women on the radio and we want more airtime and publicity for the black communities and other minorities People say, oh, but, you know, what's wrong with, you know, the Irish men, singer-songwriters? They're brilliant, too. We shouldn't be putting them down. It's like nobody is putting them down. Nobody's saying that we don't want to hear that, too. We just want an equal measure of all of these different voices. Because I know as well that there's the mainstream. There's stuff that's suitable for radio and stuff that's not. I know that stuff's translates better uh, online for example you know accompanied with visuals and all of that but like it's kind of bullshit you know because Irish women and black women are making extraordinary music and art and it's not just in music it's in it's in the arts in general it's in film it's in tv it's in the media it's in you know theater everywhere you know it's it's an all-round thing that like there's women out here who are making amazing art but just nobody cares and I find myself now that I'm on the kind of other side of the camera where 
I'm exploring more like cinematography and directing and producing and stuff that half the time you show up to a set, it's just all men and it's usually all white men. And that's not because they only want to, you know, associate themselves in that clique. It's just because they're the only ones that are getting a chance. Like I'm sure that there's plenty of women and plenty of people of color who want to be involved in these projects and these teams even as a white female with plenty of friends and and connections i have found it so hard to get into certain projects or certain groups or certain roles because of the fact that i'm a girl and that's not just me being paranoid this is 100% true i have reached out to people saying hey do you want to do a photo shoot or do you want to do something and they're like oh no i'm not doing anything right now and then a couple a little while later you see that they did a photo shoot with a guy uh, and like the exact kind of thing that you had proposed it's just a bit like you know uh so i have a personal relationship with that issue and so it and just on a small level so i can really relate to women and people of color who struggle to get the attention and the love and the airtime that they deserve in music and that's why i love working with Irish women and I love working with women of colour in Ireland because I'm like I get you I hear you I'll never understand fully what you're going through but I want to support you in whatever way I can and that's something that's really important to me is like giving people a voice and my job as you know an educated young white female is to use my privileges to help others and I'm not just saying that like in the context of this year I've always felt that way I just feel now I've grown enough and I've come far enough to actually be able to use my voice a bit better I was a bit unsure of myself up until like the past year on like what I was allowed to do and say even just for myself and now I've actually realized that it's actually my job to help others if I can and I feel like everybody should be if they have a voice to just to use it um and that doesn't mean by the way just being loud online about stuff a lot of the things I do I would just work quietly away at what I'm doing and I would just help people one-to-one and that's fine I don't have to I don't have to broadcast that everywhere um because it's it's for myself and and what I believe in so yeah, there's, as I said, i sorry, I went on a bit much there, but as I said, like, I, I could talk maybe for this, so maybe long. this is your platform. Don't apologize for anything. <laughs> no, but just as I said, it's a really important topic to me, and yeah. I'm all for advocating for women, and I'm all for advocating the minorities and the people who previously were never given a chance. I think we are a long way from knocking the white male singer songwriter types off the top of the lists of every festival and every chart everywhere but like you I'm hopeful and I feel like if there's more people like us who support others and use our platforms for the right reasons then we can we can help Uh, but there are really amazing moves happening in Ireland right now the Irish music scene is blowing up and I'm just so glad to be a part of it and when I work with these artists like Celevita Mai and I'm working with another amazing girl, Tamike, uh, you know, they say, oh, thank you so much for helping me with this 
music video or something and I'm like thank you for making this music and giving all of us something to enjoy and something for us to work on and that's how I feel I just think it's like a win-win really working with musicians like them I, I know I and every time I listen to each of these uh, music me, or uh, musical artists I just keep thinking well they and maybe I'm not the uh, biggest like music critic or anything because uh, mm. on my podcast I mainly talk about film and gaming and uh, all the visual entertainment going on. But uh, I mean, I listen to yeah, I listen to Selvi's music. I listen to Whitney's music, uh, Sunita, uh, Tasha, and mm. Tessa, and I'm like. All of you ladies, you got it, and I just can't I understand know, what fabulous. the heck is going on over there. Not, uh, you know, <laughs> giving you enough. Uh, so, I mean, that's why I even want to do what I can to change it, such as what I just said uh, with yeah. uh, bringing Selvi just to uh, entertain the uh, charity attendees uh, for a bit and uh, to you know share more of her music, even if it's just. I, I mean, you could basically call it volunteering. I mean, I I plan yeah. to get more, bring more awareness to her to uh, the American audience, which, uh, from what I understand, is actually been uh, you know listening to her music even more than uh, the UK and Ireland. Which, in that case, and I think there's there's a place over here uh, for her. Of course, not now because of COVID, but you know. Uh, well, you know, I know that a lot of people say like you know digital streams are getting old but with someone like my she's just so special that I don't really think it's ever going to get old or it's ever going to not work because no because she's a a freaking goofball and that's why I love her yeah she's (laughs) yeah she's she's so goofy but she's so talented and really hard working like all day my whatsapp is just voice notes from her with ideas or what she's doing next or when we're going to meet up like she just never stops and that's why i just love working with her because she's amazing and she's nuts but so am i so it just totally works um and it, i feel the same way about tamika she's like yeah powerhouse voice yeah and a hard worker as well like i'm like I have an idea for a shoot and she's like, I'm going to pick you up tomorrow, you know, and we go and do it. Like, that's the kind of, that's the kind of energy that's in Ireland right now. And I'm just really lucky to be working with artists who are like that. So yeah. I feel, you know, that, yeah, COVID has changed things, but also COVID has brought attention to some things such as the hard workers and, you know, how we can actually enjoy music from, a digital platform and we can actually connect still through music even though everything's shit we can all still enjoy an amazing music video or you know a killer new song by Celebrity Mai which by the way there will be very soon so I'm just I'm just so happy to spread the word about all these amazing people and like you you know I just we might think that it's something small or insignificant but like every little helps and and we shouldn't stop if we if we can we should keep going with the things that we do and because that's how that's how the artists feel they're like i'm not stopping for covid or nobody so you know the least we can do is keep on with that energy as well no i i agree in fact uh i like to even think of the positive sides too i mean i when i was hanging out with uh i mean virtually of course so you'd love far away but (laughs) 
with uh, Whitney, I even told her, it was like, yeah, if uh, COVID didn't happen, I would have met either of you uh, amazing yeah. Irish ladies. And I, I don't know how I would feel about that because uh, she is just such a special friend. So was Sylvie. I just like, That's yeah, awesome. I, uh, I I think just, and, and of course, Linda Coogan Byron, if it weren't for her, I would have met none of them. Uh, so it's almost <laughs> really? like a chain link. Yeah, it, that's how it started. Was like I followed Linda Coogan Byron. Is like, hey, you know, I'm been uh, raising more awareness for Black Lives Matter and for uh, Black creatives because mm-hmm. that's a, another thing I'm doing. I've interviewed quite a few, uh, mostly women of color and mostly black, mm-hmm. but I mean occasionally Asian, uh, mm-hmm. Hispanic, just uh, diverse people. Cool. Uh, and Linda's. I, I met her on Twitter. She's like, hey, you know what? I have these lists coming up. You, you can go uh, choose a uh, artist to interview. And uh, Selby was actually the first one because she was the one that uh, I was able to get a hold of out of the three. They went from her, went to Whitney, Sunita, and then yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm still, I'm still contacting Irish artists. I mean, I think I tried to reach out to Tamika because that name sounds familiar. Uh, I'll get you in touch. Okay. Uh, <laughs> There no was problem. another. There was there was two black female artists I tried to get in touch with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what the other one was, but I don't know. Like I'm trying to keep track of everybody. That's the thing. I'm like about fifty interviews or around it by the end of this month. So I mean, and I'm grateful. Wow, that's that. amazing. Well done. But anyway, uh, lady, you are awesome. But I do before I even close this up. I think there is one more thing that is uh, mm-hmm. important to talk about, and that is the St. Patrick's festival which you're like well i mean covid's happening so why does this matter but 2021 do you think Mm. that it's possible to make this happen and if so how well i just like to start by saying that saint patrick's festival is so much more than the parade and the actual saint patrick's day festivities and not a lot of people know that that's okay and it's actually like an art culture and entertainment festival that happens for five days so like many festivals have done this year post-covid such as Glastonbury and other big festivals and small festivals like that I'd say a lot of it can be available online there aren't any solid plans yet because March 2021 is still quite a way away so you know, the thing is, is it's on everybody's mind. Will anything happen? Will New Year's Eve countdowns happen? Will, you know, like all of these different things happen? And the answer is that we now know that like nobody can predict the future and nobody is sure. But what we can be sure of is that it does work to connect people online and to live stream events and to, you know, do pre-recordings of things and, then of course, if you know COVID is all of a sudden banished from this world, then we can all get together and, and celebrate in person. And I think with St. Patrick's Festival, their main thing is that never say never and but have plan A, B, C, D, and E this time because you know what happened this year was kind of like nobody could have predicted. Um so they'll be ready next year for you know more options. And then of course. You know, we think, oh, about the parade and stuff. 
there'd be quite a lot of people who won't be ready to want to be in groups like that again. And there'd be quite a lot of people who will say, oh, that's great if the parade is on, I'd much rather watch it on my TV, you know, that kind of a thing. So I think St. Patrick's Festival are just keeping everybody in mind, you know, the needs of the world, essentially. Like, it, it really is one of the biggest St. Patrick's Day celebrations in the world. So they're keeping all of that in mind. But I'm not just saying this now, but they really don't have any solid plans yet because they just don't know yet what next year is going to look like. So, but yeah, still amazing things to come um, and a lot of exciting program options popping up as well. And um, it's a pleasure to work with them. And yeah, stay tuned is all I can say. Yeah, I mean, if not, there's always... I think the power of the internet is as much as we want to try to stay old school, it's allowed us to kind of think of other ways. That's why I was able to do this because uh, I'll tell you extra life, at least the event that we would uh, host regarding relating to that organization that used to be in person that used to take place in Plano, Texas, like just a half hour uh, away from my, the, where I live. And it would just be like a little uh, studio where we can set up, uh, you know, all sorts of things like a little uh, dark room full with the computers. And then uh, uh, there we even have like a live stage for musical performances uh, in person. And, you know, COVID took all that away. In fact, took out the venue that hosted. That business no longer exists, unfortunately. Really? So yeah, oh, it, it really went out. Sad. Yeah, went out. Of, the venue went out of uh, business. Now the own the owner of this uh, or this event, he is trying to find a new location. But of course, uh, co- or you know, this year is just not going to work out. So I'm like, you know what? I wound me and my partner in crime, who is a black woman, uh, Rihanna, just carry the torch with this event and do a sort of a virtual version of it. Um, and you know what? That's that's where we're going to go with this. Um, and so, yeah, yeah November, go for it. November 7th uh, through the 8th uh, is the event. Well, first, let me plug in your thing, which is caughtupcreatives.com. Uh, you can go to that yes. website and also on Instagram at Caught Up Creatives and Becca Maloney. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I have bad pronunciation sometimes. Don't uh, worry. Um, I have lived in various countries and very hard to find someone that can pronounce my name. Okay. But I mean, through there on Instagram, you can even find lovesvinyl.com and St. Patrick's Festival because you have that all in one spots and uh, of course yeah and i that that is awesome and you are awesome and this uh is this on facebook as well and twitter like caught up creatives or is it just instagram no i just have it on instagram because i actually hate social media with a passion so i try i try and keep it just there so that i don't have to be constantly flipping through apps and just keeps my mental health in check a bit better you know, in a way, I get it because there's a lot of crazy people on the internet. In fact, I would even advise friends of mine who are promoting their work just try to uh, not be on Twitter a lot. Is uh, Twitter's? <laughs> I can't. I I don't even want but, to go there. But Twitter. the re- so the reason I still think something like Twitter is important only is because 
if you have something to put out, you just yes. Just, like, I was just about to say yeah, yeah. I mean, like only if you have something to share. Like I used to, I used to have a well, I, I technically still do, but I used to be an active blogger, and sometimes the best way to just share my posts would be just drop the link on Twitter or whatever. But those days are behind me now and I do think it's important for artists I mean I would always say to an artist you need to have a Twitter because news can spread so quickly but unfortunately my Twitter is just filled with like stupid extreme opinions that make me angry and then like just a load of stuff that I don't care about so I have deleted Twitter the Twitter app from my phone and the Facebook app um, and I just keep Instagram but no notifications of any kind just try and stay away from all that uh, I would highly recommend for anybody who feels like they check their phone too much just turn off notifications it makes your life so much better and if someone needs to get in touch with you, they can ring you. <laughs> You're not going to miss anything. Yeah, all right. Uh, and this will be uploaded onto uh, different platforms under a one tree, link tree slash or link. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Link tree. E, uh, I know that's how they <laughs> pronounce link tree slash puns press. And really? Yeah, link. It's link. Tr.ee. Uh, it's just weird how okay. they it, but that's it's Linktree. That, that's what. Why don't you just call Linktree.com? I don't. I don't get. But you know, it, Link, I probably have to pay way more for that domain. Yeah. A dot com uh, domain. Yeah. <laughs> Linktree slash Bonspress, and you'll find those upload on the as I said Spotify, but also uh, just recently approved for iHeartRadio. Uh, on iHeartRadio, oh, cool. yeah, all that stuff. Lots. I'm a Spotify stuff. girl, so I'll be listening Spotify. there. Yeah, and as I said, the extra life with Fonspress on November 7th through November 8th. I will actually have the Eventbrite page open this Thursday, so uh, look out for Make that. Make sure to first. send it over to me. Yeah, and that will also be within the Linktree slash Fonspress. Everything Fonspress is under Linktree. That is everywhere. Uh, but uh, you lady you are amazing and i uh you know thank you very much for having me of course you are lovely you have a great one you too (laughs) 